You sure? Yep. Are we kicking the tires and lighting the fires? Let's kick them all in. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. With the Bruce, the Yank, and Major Socks. Hello, future people, and welcome, welcome, welcome to episode sixty-seven of Game Table with your host, the Bruce. Hello, folks, and we've also got Major Socks. Hello, everyone. George, are you still uh, gobbled up from uh, Thanksgiving or uh, past holiday? Because you're tongue-tied yeah. a bit there. Yes, I'm still uh, a bit delirious, uh, imbibing in my ritual sacrifice of turkey. Um, yeah, the, the giant turkey goddess uh has stolen his tongue and will not give it back nope not tonight. yes um <laughs> yeah so here we are for another episode um for those of you that have come across us for the first time welcome join us on youtube as well youtube.com slash getting tabled and subscribe we're trying to march towards 1000 subscribers and we'd like to get there before our next birthday in april so come join us that is coming if up you're interested it? in supporting us we have a patreon too it's crazy, it's almost been two years since this new one. Uh, it's been longer than two, two years. years two years for us. You were you were in a luxury tent for some of that. Yeah, that's true. Hey, yes, I, I his, showed up for that first one, though. tent that wasn't in the middle of the, the yeah. hotel. <laughs> I even showed up for the first episode. Wait, yes, he like did, actually. Four o'clock in the morning for me, so I don't want to hear any of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, oh, we haven't done this for a little while. I'm going to do a little bit of follow-up from the last fortnight, just because I have actually had some decent comments on YouTube and so forth. So, very, very quickly, uh, Johnny H5 on YouTube uh, was replying to one of our Prepare for Conquest videos uh, and basically thanking me. Uh, he's He was basically asking if I could talk about the war chant rule, which is something that I hadn't... I'd kind of mentioned what it is, but kind of danced around actually covering it in itself because I was going to leave it till later for when I um, understood how to implement it properly. Uh, but yes, Johnny, I'm definitely going to do a video on that uh, at some point soon. It won't be this week, but it will be soon. Uh, Jarek Carnelian also replied to a Prepare for Conquest video. Um, in the video in question, which is number 21, uh, I'd actually quoted something he'd said in a previous video uh, which was a suggestion on how to use one of the units that I'd been talking about. Uh, something that he'd done and it was very successful. I altered what he'd said slightly to make it work for what I had. And basically what he had to say was, uh, thanks for looking into my suggestion. Maybe I wasn't clear enough, clear enough, but if you have a choice between hunters and slingers, I would go slingers. But if you have hunters available, definitely take them and field them with a predator's warband like you did. So basically he was agreeing with me. Um, what he had said was essentially that, yeah, slingers were better, go with slingers. But he wasn't saying not to take, predator, not to take hunters, which is how I kind of read the intention. Um, and then finally, Rusted Beetle on YouTube... Uh, had a comment on my unboxing of the Un the Infestor Queen, saying that he wants to get the Infestors, and I agree with him. You should get all of the bots because all of the boxes are gorgeous, and you need to have all of them. And the Infestors above them all, have them kill the Valiants and destroy them. Uh, and that's it for me on follow up. I don't suppose either of you guys have any follow up. It doesn't have to be comments. I have no follow up. Now we talk about some news then. Some newly received or noteworthy information. 
especially about recent or important events. So, we're back into it again. Games Workshop are releasing high heavens of things. <laughs> Quite literally in one of our last stories. Um, every time this year they do these battle boxes and some years they feel very random. Um, this year I think it's pretty much what I was expecting. Uh, on the Age of Sigma side we've got a giant box of the Revenant Legion, which is our Grave Lords. So it's all your vampires and your undead stuff, which was new earlier in the year. Quite a decent big looking box, to be honest. Um, they also have, I'm going to say Sybarite Blade Carnival. Uh, which is Slanesh. all of your slash demons and stuff, yeah. Which was another, like, a lot of that is also new. And we've got the Venari Shining Host, which is all of your new elves, the Hish elves that people either love or they hate. I'm kind of, eh, about them. Um, I mean, I don't hate them, I just, they're not an army for me. Although I've never really been an elf person anyway. Uh, George loves elves, though, don't you, George? <laughs> no, because he's a dwarf person, he can't stand them. It's default. Um, and then finally, want, on that side, sorry. They once shaved a beard off a dwarf. That is unforgivable, regardless. Yes, I agree. Regardless. <laughs> Uh, the oldest of them, they're doing the Mortesian Tithe Echelon, uh, which is the Ossiac Bone Reapers. So this is still new-ish. There's, there's, most of this is from last year. Uh, but I, I can't say, like, none of this really feels random this year. It all kind of feels like it fits in. Uh, in this article, there's also a Vanguard thing coming out for the Maggot of Nurgle, but that's not really a... It's one of your regular box sets. Uh, I think some pretty decent choices on the Age of Sigma side this year. Uh, my favourite's easily the Soulblight Gravelords, um, just because I love those models. I don't suppose either of you have any preferences? I'm I'm pretty neutral on this whole thing, just because all, all four of these armies, I am very, on a scale of 1 to 10, barely registering a, a 0.1 on collecting them oh well that is true i mean i'm not buying but, any of them either i'm just well, saying no, that, 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 based off that though and it's just like i i, I don't care kind of like captain socks or socks you know hey what do you think of age of sigmar there socks what sort of person would demote him back down to captain again so quickly again, hey so you, quickly. You, you you did it before hey the there's recording. no evidence that i did that we weren't recording uh, at the time i'm uh, two george one. did it on camera two two versus two. one <laughs> Keep on getting demoted here, folks. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I'm like George. I mean, I do like the look of the elves. Granted, I've always liked the look of elves, even if I wasn't ever going to get into the game. Yeah. Um, so Nice. Just curious. Um, in our next one, it's essentially the same thing, but on the 40K side. Uh, we've got six boxes on the 40K side. Um, this is my surprised face at 40K, getting more attention than Age of Sigma. Um um, isn't it like a, like a, a six to one, like ratio, like a tournament stuff for like players? Uh, depends on where you are in Australia. At one point, it was very much the other way. Age of Sigma really? at the last CanCon I went to, which was obviously a couple of years ago at this point, it was like double the age of Sigma players over 40 K. I'm not saying that that's still current, but it was <laughs> that point. Keeping in mind that obviously tournaments are almost a non thing until very recently. Right. Yeah. Uh, so we've got a Space Marines Battle Force because, of course, we do. It's Space Marines. 
this is pretty much a staple. Uh, yeah, I know. I was very shocked as well. What, what's not surprising? Um, I mean, look, it's very... I mean, they never do anything with Space Marines. They ignore them all the time. It's just surprising that they actually pay attention to them this year. Uh, no, I mean, there's a Space Marine bundle every year. <laughs> Um, a lot of it is kind of stuff we've seen released a few times. It's just another bundle for people to get in, and it like that's fine. Uh, in another most surprising thing ever, we've got the Adeptus Soriatus. Uh, so which... I'm not surprised by this. No, I was being a, I was being sarcastic. I'm not surprised oh. by this either. It, oh. it, it was okay, the, the this is an army that got released this year. After three years of build-up, there's a reason this is getting attention. Yeah, no, I was, I was going to say, get, given how well it's sold on the first release, yeah. uh, th- they're not going to start pimp- stop pimping this army for a lack of better words, just because it is so popular right now. Yeah, and and, and not to sound like that guy, but you know, how many nerds out there are going to use this army? To get their significant others in, like but look, that's not a bad point. Uh, to be fair, here's not to be that nerd that says that, but there's nerds out there saying that because it's an army of girls. You can play a bunch of girls and kick ass. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've then got uh, the Adeptus Mechanicus in the Omnisized Talon. Uh, most of these are fairly new models as well. Uh, and then we have the Plague Festers Warband for Nurgle. Well, Death Guard. Um, which is, yep, it's all Nurgle. Uh, we then have the World Scale Legion for the Necrons in, yet again, a very shocking decision because, of course, the Necrons were re-released this year, so that would make sense. And this is probably the one that feels random to me because we get an Orcs Battle Force, and that's good because the Orcs got a re-release this year, but nothing in this is from the new releases that I can see. But this is all stuff from at least a year ago, if not longer, because the Orcs that got released this year were all the um, riding on squid guys, and we've lost a George. I think he had a door knock. There's George. Welcome back. The the puppy was sitting next to the door, and she decided that she had an itch that she had to scratch, and thus it sounded like someone was knocking on the door. Yeah, I was um just saying about the, the orc one doesn't surprise me that there's an orc one, but the fact that there's nothing in it from the new releases really does surprise me because all of this stuff is from at least a few years ago. Um, the the speed bike is the newest thing in there and that's at least three years old the war chief on bike is probably the newest thing in that box that I can say I mean unless I'm wrong but everything from the new releases were the squig riders yeah well yeah I I, I have no basis it doesn't make them bad I just find it surprising I I don't know orcs so yeah um the only thing um, I can say, and I, I'm disappointed, just but you know, there's no way, there's no way they will ever do a box like this. There's no custody box. <laughs> well, that's yeah, and they're not even that old. But no, I suspect that you're right because they're one of the premium ones. They're not going to put a discount on it. Well, you know, you get like six miles on the field, and that's a thousand points. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, again, it's another nice selection. You got some decent options. It, it's good to see that there's at least one Xenos race in there. Oh, sorry, two Xenos races in there. Nothing really jumps out at me. Uh, I mean, we're not talking about value here. I mean, I'm sure that there's boxes that are worth more than others. Um, but I just don't really care about the value on these things. They're always, well, they're usually always a good deal. We also don't know what their final price is yet. So, yeah. Really. Um, I kind of suspect that the that the, the sisters of battle will be the one that sells out first. Um, you're probably right. 
We've had the Space Marines re-released that many times over the last couple of years that I'd be very surprised if there's people that still want it that don't have it. Now, the the one caveat I will say is, like, you know, how much is the, the file price of this box? Because um, yeah. depending on how much that price of that box is, um, I could see the Orc box being very popular, too, with the, the Chieftain on the bike and the, the, the Bama or whatever you... However you Orc people say that stuff. Can I say um, Orc <laughs> Whatever. Um... <laughs> I suspect that these are going to be priced fairly. I mean, they're not going to be 70% like, they're not going to be stupid. They are going to be priced fairly competitively. Christmas time tends to be the only time of the year where you get an actual proper discount on this stuff. Um, Because these boxes sell out fairly quickly for a fairly good reason. So uh, I, I, in saying that, I'm predicting that the Death Guard will be the one that you still find on the shelf in six months' time. That's just I my did, personal opinion. I just don't think that it's going to be as popular. I, 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 I'm going to agree with that. The Death Guard has, has run its popularity of, check it out, new Death Guard! That's, um, which is, I mean, there's decent stuff in it, but yeah. it's just, to me, it's the least exciting of them. And whilst, yes, value is a thing, uh, because I realise some of these kits are not cheap ones, but you look at the boxes just purely as a visual, and it looks like there's a lot less in it compared so, to everything else. Here's here's why I'm saying 150. Go up to the Space Marine box, Bruce. Yep. So okay, you got the the jet speeder thing there. That's like what 50 bucks. Uh, good question. You're talking US prices, but I'm just going to say yes. Okay. Okay. And then you got that squad of about 10 in the back. That's another 50, 60 bucks. And you yep. got the squad here in the the front right. That's another 50, 60 bucks. Yeah. That would then put these guys over on the left, the 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 heroes and that little one squad of five as your your bonus, which is about the right amount of bonus that GW is going to put it in a box of that size. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. So essentially, what you're like, you get. A box of heroes for free, plus your hero is for free. You're right. paying for everything else. Right, yeah. Or you're, you're getting the, the, the vehicle for free, or however you yeah. want to break it down and manipulate the money around. Some um, years have been better than others. I mean, there was six or seven years ago, they did a tower box set that was just stupidly cheap. It was like half the price of normal. But they haven't really replicated that since. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I'd love to be wrong, Games Workshop, and I'm not actually throwing shade here. I mean, they're a business. They need to make money. Yeah. Um, I, I was going to say there's the Tau one, and um, remember the uh, Armageddon boxes they released a couple years ago right before all the yep. quarantine? Yeah, they, they were good value too. The Eldar one was a stupid good value. It was, yeah. So The only issue with the Eldar one from memory is there was stuff that wasn't really good in the game yet. Well, you know, like in, the new, in the new edition, but the, the other issue, it's all old sculpts for the Eldar because, well, that too, yeah, yeah. Apparent, there is a rumor that that's going to be changing very soon. Uh, I don't believe that rumor, but there is a rumor out there. Oh, the reason oh, I don't oh. believe it is it comes from a source on Reddit, and it's not a source that's ever been reliable. So I'll believe it when I see it. Um, now we do know that there is some stuff coming, but I would be very surprised if it's a complete relaunch on the level of Necrons, which is what they're saying. Moving... Oh, Captain Sox, uh, I know that you're not into it, but is there any favourites amongst that? So, so you demote him now too? It's So, okay. Ah, we've been calling him Captain Sox for like six years. It's really hard to break that habit. <laughs> so, so, so here's the solution. Sox, 
What's that? You do something really bad, get yourself busted down. I, I know that's really no. hard to do an officer. Nope. <laughs> I want my I like my pay raise. Sorry. So does the wife. <laughs> Here, you heard it here first, folks. He's a selfish person that only cares about himself. No. <laughs> he should be thinking of us and how hard it is for us to remember not to call him captain. We just need to put because it's Oak selfish Leaf. of him to want things for himself. I know what we can do. We can just put little Oak Leaf uh, pictures up there in my uh, video screen. That'll help you remember. I do have major socks sitting underneath your name. Yeah, you do have that too. You have to have it too. Next, um, I'm, I'm yeah. going to say this. This is probably one of the coolest terrain sets Games Workshop has ever done. And it has nothing to do, has nothing to do with Age of Sigmar, Warhammer, any of that. It is Lord of the Rings, which you can use that for Age of Sigmar because the scale is pretty darn close. Um, yeah. It is the Rohan Stronghold, and 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 here's why I think it's so awesome. You get six buildings, yeah, like yeah, and they're, they're cookie cutter village buildings, like you would see in a village, not the randomness of some of these village sets I've seen. Uh, the other great thing is too, and I, I hope to God you can do two sets where you can get more of the um the wall, but you get yeah. a a wood spear wall with little uh, lookouts. Yeah, and what, to be I, fair, I, I if hope... you wanted to use this for Age of Sigma, it would be so easy to de Lord of the Rings this. All you got to do is cut off the little decorations above the doorways. I was going to say that's the houses. That's the only thing that really gives it away is you know it's Rohan, so yeah. there's a bunch of horse heads everywhere. Not yeah. not like a Godfather, but like you know, like you know, yes. Although there might be a horse, in, there might be a horse's head in the beds inside. You never know. That's true. Um, we never really looked inside the cabins in the movies. That's true. Um, so, but as I was saying, if, if you can buy this one set where you get the walls, the towers, and the buildings, that's fantastic. I do hope you can get the walls separately so you can get more wall going. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I'm also, like, I suspect, because they're not talking about this being limited edition. This appears to be a regular release. Uh, and it needs to be, because this is something that needs to be available for a very long time. They will make bucket loads of oh, money on this. Yeah, especially when all the houses come with little fences and barrels as oh yeah, at a turn yeah. too. Um, it, 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 it is a beautiful kit in the fact of it is what a terrain kit needs to be. I mean, this is Games Workshop plastic that you usually get out of someone's MDF. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. Um, and quite frankly, Lord of the Rings is a game that needs a really good release like this. I'm not downplaying, like, Lord of the Rings has a very strong scene, but it only, it kind of feels like, um, like the, the, ugly stepchild or something sometimes where oh yes you can have this little release now go away please like this feels significant they've I, actually I, done something big i i've got the better analogy yep lord, lord of the rings is cinderella and the two warhammer games are the ugly stepsisters yeah that that fits uh there's also some new board game uh and this is how much i care about the new board game so oh, I'm, I'm sure it's fine uh, but it doesn't. They don't really show much about it, which kind of is all I really need to know. So yeah, moving on to something that's going to sound like shade, but I swear it's not. Um, this is an announcement of a safety recall for the Koyo Bouncing Squig Limited Edition Plush. Uh, why are we covering this? Is it just so we can have a go at Games Workshop? No, it's because this is important information that people kind of need to know 
And this sort of stuff doesn't get noticed by a lot of people. So I'm kind of pointing it out. Uh, there's an issue where things haven't been stitched on properly. Um, you can read further onto the article. We will put it into the notes. But the important thing is the safety recallers for the UK, Europe, Japan, and Australia. Um, Games Workshop are going to be giving full refunds. You can either take it back to the store for a full refund, or you can do it digitally. There's instructions on the website on what you have to send them. Uh, and then if you're doing it digitally, you will get a, um, a gift a gift voucher um, instead. So you've got to send back the label and a couple of other things. Uh, but, yeah, it's... I know we kind of tend to not notice things like this a lot, but realistically, this is probably a news article you need to pay attention to, um, especially if you brought this thing. I mean, we laughed about how cute it was when they kind of like... We, we kind of like had a giggle about it and never really thought about it again. Um I mean, if I wanted to throw shade, I could probably go, well, maybe Games Workshop need to be more careful about who they're licensing their stuff out to. But let's be fair, this sort of stuff happens with soft toys all the time. Yeah, I was, um, was going to say, so if I had gotten this, I mean, it's 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 a pretty cool plushie to have. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't do this. I would sit on my shelf and I would just keep it because, well, my child is 14. I am older than that. Um <laughs> I, yeah. I'm not going to sit there and chew on it, you know? Um, now, if if you are, say, Major Socks, and in this universe, Major Socks likes Games Workshop and plays Games Workshop games and got this, and how old is your youngest? Two, three, three? Yeah, yeah, three-year-olds are like labs. Everything goes in their mouth. Yeah. So I, I, I think this is a good thing that Games Workshop caught this, addressed it. Um, yeah. It's probably... This is going to sound like shade, but I swear it's not. I highly doubt they caught this. I suspect they've been forced into doing this. Well, that's just because usually work. So yeah, th yeah, that 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 was where I was leaning. Uh, but if I didn't preface it the way that I prefaced it, I would have been accused of throwing shade, which is not what I'm doing. Like, this is something that happens to everybody all the time. Safety recalls exist for a reason. I've had two safety recalls on my motorbike since I brought it seven years ago. Isn't there a safety recall on it at uh, daily, though, when you're on it? Not yeah. when I'm riding it. Only when other people are around because other people are stupid. I, I'm not going to disagree with that. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of felt like this, this was important. Uh, they are recommending to stop using the product immediately. Uh, which in your case, if it was no Australia, it would be... No more cuddling with it. Pretty much. And to keep the product away from children for obvious reasons. So, yeah, if you have one of these and you're concerned, uh, it's advertised all over their website on the front page. Just read. It's literally linked on the front page. Uh, we will put links in the show notes. Next in the news, Bruce feels personally victimized. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> Next in the news, I've lost one of my links. I had the new dragons up, and it's disappeared. I, I, have, I have them both up, and hence why I said you feel personally victimized. You, have you been looking at the price exchange? I, I just looked at that. Yeah, that's... Yeah. It's not as... To be fair, it would be worse if our dollar hadn't have crashed yesterday. Oh. It's, only a, it's only a $40 difference at the moment, which is uh, not insignificant, but... Well, well, so, 250 not $12.50. I can't So pay. for those that are wondering, we're looking at the new Dragons that came out this weekend for... Uh, sorry, that came on pre-order this weekend for Age of Sigma. The big boy in Australia is $250. Uh, 
and it's 110 US dollars, which is about how much, George? Oh, no, the big one's 150. 150, which, sorry, which becomes like 190, 200 or something. So, so right now, doing ConvertBot, it is 250. Is that backwards? Nope. No, it's the right way. So 250 Australian dollars right now is 178 US dollars. You're doing so it that, backwards, but yeah. We're getting charged about, yeah, like almost 30 bucks more than we should. Yeah. Yeah. Which, in Games Workshop terms, is not as bad as it normally is. Uh, I didn't actually bring, I didn't actually put both of those up for that reason. It's just because every time I put the price up, you go, wait, why is it $250? Because you forget that you're looking at Australian prices. Right. That, so I gave you your own link this time. That's why I also said, you know, Bruce feels personally victimized because, well, Australia is victimized. Yeah. Oh, wait. It is a cool looking so, dragon. I yeah, I really cool. like this dragon, to be honest. I, I, ignoring differences in prices, just for a second, because I'm never going to say that that's okay. I, I'm always going to be on the other side. But, in all honesty, this kit is amazing. Especially the big one. If it didn't have the Age of Sigma regalia or <laughs> they would triple their sales. I was going to say, this Although I don't imagine it would be hard to remove them. Yeah, I was just looking at the pieces, and it looks like some of them can be easily removed. Not even install like the little uh, gauntlets on the wrist. You don't have to install those. Oh, actually, yeah. the neck brace is separate too. Yeah, the gauntlets are separate, so that neck piece. You could build this as just a straight up uh, um, dragon. Wait. That's a very clever decision. Then do do they have the legal right to call it a dragon? Yeah, dragon is a standard thing, no. but they can't they can't copyright the word dragon, which is why they've called it Dracothian. Uh, no, there 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 is a podcast. They were actually uh, given a cease and desist for calling it stuff dragons. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was a games not games workshop, a Wizards of the Coast thing. Interesting. Yeah, we might have to look into that a little. I'm uh, very surprised. This was. God, I think I was married. Uh, dra dragons then. are in everything called dragons. Why is it different for Games Workshop? Well, so 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 th this instance was this was a podcast using an intellectual property. They were doing you know gaming sessions, yeah, with with Wizards of the Coast books and you know whatnot. And the cease and desist was delivered because of terminology they were using with the Wizards of the Coast property. Oh, okay. So that doesn't make it any better. Mm. Oh, we're gonna have to look into that further. I think. Uh, yeah, this, this was like ten, ten years ago, so I only. Oh, okay. That makes. I remember sense. the podcast, but that's that. I I couldn't tell you much more than that off the top of my head. Given that Wizards of the Coast literally make millions of dollars because of people sharing their content. Oh, at the moment, hey, Sam hey, Bruce. Um, yes. Click on the uh, the red dragon, and you'll notice yes. he doesn't have any of the stuff. Yeah, I did notice that. Yeah, although he's um, got Argo in there on his face. Oh, yeah, he's been hit with lightning at some point. Um, is the story that that I'm going with, which I stole directly from Beast of War. Uh, I do think that's the better looking of the two versions too. He is a named character, um, so it's a dual kit. You can build one of two things. I really, really like this. Oh, I see. I see one part of I, uh, icon. I, the icon stuff that doesn't look like you can remove or get around. Is it big? Yeah, uh, if you look in the middle of the chest in the scales, you see the little symbol there? Kind of like the half sphere with the, the tw twin tail things coming off of it? That's yeah. on the chest for both the dragon. Yeah, yeah. But that's pretty minor. If you just paint the same colors as everything else, not really going to notice it. Right, yeah, that is, that is true. Either way... Yeah. Either way, cool looking mini. It's yeah. gorgeous. Um... 
I suspect that this is going to be extremely popular. Um, and look, again, I'm not going to sit here and say that pricing things up in other countries is, is okay, because it's not. But if we were just talking about even pricing and it was $250, I would argue that it's actually worth $250 in Australia. It's definitely worth $150 in the US. I, like, this I thing my, is huge. I want my old co-host back. What, what happened to you? Did you hit your head? <laughs> This is my point. So on the actual model, if you have a regular Sigma right, he, he, he stands basically to his foot. That's how big this thing is. So the foot that's up on the pillar, that's the height of your 28mm miniature. Yeah. This thing is huge. Again, I'm not sitting here and saying that ripping Australia off is okay. It's not. I'm just saying $250 is a good price for this. Doesn't mean that it's okay to rip us off. Gotcha. I could still beat him down. Probably. Um, because we've talked about that one so long, we've kind of skipped over the other two. These are kind of like mini riding dragons. These are also cool. Um, well, sorry, they're not dragons. They're drakes. My mistake. Um, Bebe dragons. Yeah, Bebe. pretty much. Bebe. Don't call drakes dragons because you'll annoy the wrong people. Bebe. But this this is, I think, probably one of their best stage of Sigma releases for the last six months, maybe. Can I can I say something? I love the fact that they actually include pictures of the actual sprue nowadays. Yes. So you can be like, you know, for, for the kit bashers out there, like, is, is this kit worth me spending $110 on to take this and this for this and this and this for that? And what am I going to have left? You know. I, and are the people writing it actually part of the body or can I just not include them? Right, exactly. Which on this particular kit... They look to be separate. I, 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 I see but human. But I can see moulding where they go in, so you'd still have to green stuff a little, which wouldn't be too hard for people. For people that do it, they'd be used to that. Green green stuffing a a little dip where something would just sit is a lot easier than like having to hack the leg off and then green stuff a patch. Yeah, pretty much. So shall we discuss some things that are not Games Workshop and well, equally nostalgic? Besides Games Workshop, there's there's other companies we can talk about. Yeah. There are, and they're amazing. A lot yeah, of them even make much better or... products. <laughs> Where's the bump? I said it. <laughs> I said it. Fight me. <laughs> what am coming? They out? may be the most popular games in the industry, but they're not even close to the top five in the industry. <laughs> Who remembers Atmosphere? Also known as Nightmare. And did either of you play this in the 90s? Nope. Sounds like you're not familiar with it. I've heard of it. I just never played it. Okay. So back in the early to mid 90s, there was a board game that came with... Now, this is going to confuse a lot of people. A VHS. This was before DVDs. It's like DVDs were bigger. And Okay, I'm going to stop being a smartass. Um, this is... On the Betamax? <laughs> no, Betamax was long dead at that point. <laughs> the porn industry had killed that already. You're um, you're not wrong. <laughs> that that's literally the well. Depends on who you read. Apparently, there are people that say that that's bullshit. Oh, sorry. Um, okay, so they are re-releasing this game. Uh, this is literally the original game being re-released. Um, the video is going to be uploaded to a website so that you can stream it. You get access to it as part of buying the thing. Um, What's streaming? Uh, it's like a DVD, but it's only on your computer on the internet. Oh, you mean like what we do? Yeah, yeah, kind of. 
So, there's two ways that you could look at this. This is the original game, therefore it's the pure thing. I personally, the big concern I have, realistically, is that it's an old game with old mechanics, and not all of them hold up as well today as they did at the time. Now, don't get me wrong, this game can be a lot of fun, but this is a long way off top of the industry. Like, this game will feel its age. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing will largely come down to you. Uh, it's certainly not Monopoly. It's worlds better than Monopoly, but... Yeah, uh, the video is going to be the original video as well, as far as I understand. They're not remaking it. There is expansions. I believe that they are from the original expansions. They talk about it further down on the page. Um, the only negative I would say at this point, uh, and this is, again, because it's from the original, all of the tokens and the cards that come with it are fairly thin card. Um, so this is something you're going to want to be careful with because they did not hold up very well over time in the originals. However, there are stretch goals to get better versions of them. So hopefully they unlock. So would you like to have a concern I have? Yeah. That may be a little more immediate uh, with the game. So, okay, it came with a, a, a piece of physical media that you had in your possession that you could stick in a VHS player. Uh, yes. And help, yeah, and I was getting your VHS that. machine. Didn't eat it. Cool. Whatever. You ha you have this. It's yours. Like my phone. Yeah. This is mine. Um, what happens and if the website goes down, then you lose your access and you cannot play this without it. Yeah. That's my point. Um, now, now there, there's various uh, platforms out there. A um, couple of which, you know, would hopefully be a little more secure like say uh the itunes store uh google play store stuff yeah. like that um don't host it on a website put it on one of those platforms because if you don't have itunes you have google if you don't have google you have itunes there, there's not that many more out there and here's the thing if you have an access code or whatever for it you know that's how someone gets it last yeah. i checked these these companies aren't charging people to host their stuff. I'm definitely with you on that. This is something that gets raised quite frequently with games that require an app for you to play. Um, but I do think it's probably a bigger... Because most app... I mean, it's very rare that an app would get taken down. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. if it did, it would kill the game. This yeah. is the same thing. In saying that, I would be very surprised if it's not on YouTube somewhere. Uh, but given that they are remastering... Yeah, when I said remastering earlier, they're not remaking the footage. It's the same footage, but they're remastering it so it's a higher quality because otherwise it would not be watchable. Um, hopefully, yeah, it's being hosted on a website called... I think it was IQ. Um, yeah, IQ. Oh, no, they're being smart ass. Never mind. <laughs> There's a frequently asked question, will the video be remastered to a higher resolution than VK? Here's the resolution for you. When your IQ hits double figures, sell. <laughs> so, I mean, th that that would be my one huge concern is, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, Amazon. I think, I think that's a very fair concern. Hopefully, wherever they host this, will allow you to download it so that you can keep it. That would like, be ideal. Ideally, because it wouldn't be an issue then because you've got access to it. Now, in saying that, if I downloaded it from my access, there's nothing that they could do to stop me giving you a copy. But at the same time, you having a copy of the video is completely worthless to you if you don't have the game. 
Right. So, even if this video was pirated, what are you going to do with it? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that there's like there's people out there that would have the original game that may want to get the pirated version of it, maybe. But that's probably already it's happening with the original. Tape. Yeah, I don't know. But I, that, <laughs> it's very interesting. This one. I mean, my initial reaction was, "Ah, oh, this is cool," because I mean, to some extent, it is. Yeah. My second thought was, I have played this since it came out, and it's not as good as. It's it's fun with the right people, but it's not the greatest of games. It was a game from its time, uh, and and that that that's fine. You wouldn't want them to remake this and change the game anyway. The only thing I would say is that I I really hope that they update those cards and stuff because the stock they they looked at they on looks like the originals, and those originals did not hold up well. The keys especially, like those keys never lasted. They always tore half the time in the box. Um, so I'm hoping that they get to a point of unlocking the stretch goals to increase the card stock on those because I think you're going to need it. Especially when... I mean, it's not super expensive, but it's not cheap either. Standard edition is 90 US dollars. Sorry, not 90 Australian dollars. Uh, 125 for the deluxe version that also comes with a metal coin uh, and a special dice set. Uh, I mentioned earlier that there's expansions with other people. There's a Baron Samadhi one, which I find interesting because I didn't know that that was a character that didn't belong to somebody. Uh, there's a werewolf one. There's a countess, which is a vampire and a witch. All of these, I believe, are from the original releases. The only one I don't recognise is the poltergeist baby thing. Um... That's possibly just that I hadn't seen it before. Um, everything else on there, kind of... I haven't played all of them, but I've seen them, if it makes sense. Anyway, I just thought it was interesting. Um, don't think I'm going to back this, because I don't think I need it. This is the sort of game that I could see myself buying, and it would just never get off the shelf. Um, so I don't think I need it. <sighs> Sorry, I was looking ahead. George Let's have a look. At George saw his bundle that we were talking about two weeks ago. Ah, it's funny that it's almost like I put a hint in the in the previews or something. You know, like three days ago that you could have commented on. You know, the uh, one where I said I'm not sure which box I prefer the look off. I, I, okay. I, haven't been, I haven't been home the last few days, Bruce. It's not my fault. All right. I'm just going to open all of these white boxes because, let's be honest, this is the main thing we're going to be talking about. And I know I said this in our private conversation, but I just want to publicly brag about the fact that I really love it when I'm right sometimes because I called this. Okay, first things first, we've got Becky Black Friday and Cyber Courier Monday, which are just two cool minis. Um, that they, they just look fun. Um, I like the fact that Becky Black Friday it looks like she's got an ice cream scooper, or is that a microphone? I can't quite tell. Oh, uh, that's a microphone. Oh, it is too. Never mind. I thought maybe she was going to try and scoop out somebody's brains, which would have been funny. Well, but uh, the bowl almost looks like a, a scoop of brains or something in the bowl. It does, yeah. Pulling. So, White Boss Bundles, they did these last year as well. Uh, they were an insane value, and it looks like they are here again. Um, okay, so starting with the Dressings Ranch white box. This is the one that was new, that we hadn't seen a release for yet. So none of these buildings we've seen before. Um, I really like this. Yeah, I was gonna it say, would this be perfect for Wild West Exodus. The, the, the first two, the, the Dressings Ranch is, is the ranch. You know, this is... Oh yeah, I'm just yeah. starting here. Following up, as hinted at, we also have... Main Street. The same street that we were looking at last episode. 
And this is what I called. I said that this was going to be one of the white boxes. I called it. I mean, if, Go back and check. If you had a game large enough that you needed a, a both sets, you could almost have both sets on on the same table. Or if you're running a tournament for one or two different tables. That too. Or mix it up have, and you've got you've got the farm on the edge of town. That's what I was saying. You could have Main Street on one side of the board and, and the ranch on the other side of the board and have a road in between the two or something like that. I don't know. Well, if I had to pick one set or the other, I don't know which I would pick. Main I Street. think I'm leaning towards the town still. <laughs> I would too, just because of the more, you know, the spaghetti western, like, you know, high noon Main Street, you have the showdown, you know, that's where it happens. The yeah. only thing that makes me question the other way is I could see myself using the Frontier Farm for more than just Wild West stuff. Like, for example, take don't away a couple of things and it's right in the middle of Camp Crystal Lake, but don't look back. Yep. Uh, because the barn definitely looks big enough. The house definitely is big enough. Uh, and then you use whatever is left over for cabins and stuff. Do you could um, do Don't Look Back in the, in the Main Street, though. Just, you know, it's like... You could. You, you definitely could. But all of those buildings are very clearly from that time, with the exception of the church, maybe. Uh, but barns and that style of house is so universal that you could probably almost use it in the modern day. Almost. Well, I, I'm even saying, like, you know, you're, like, you're in an abandoned, you know, ghost town. That's why... Well, that too. Yep. Yeah. Um, but there is more than just Wild West stuff, unless you've got yeah. something else to say about these two. No, no. Um, I was I was actually doing a quick uh, money conversion to see how much that costs. Somebody oh. has a voucher to use that he got for his birthday and might have been looking into... Because he lost his email and was organizing to get his email back so, so that he could make purchases when these came out if it was the right box set. But that somebody doesn't know which box set he wants yet. <laughs> Um, I will be having a TT combat order within the next week or two. Let's see here. How much is that for? The, the white boxes are 140 for you, Bruce. Yep. Conversion-wise. So, you know, that's... I need to spend another $25 to get free shipping, though. Sorry, 25 pounds to get free shipping. Oh, it's, a, it's 125 pounds for free shipping now? No, 100 pounds. Because it's 75 oh. plus 25 is 100. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. I, I can math, George. Not all of us are Marines that eat crayons. Uh, the next one <laughs> is the San Geronimo Plaza white box bundle. So this is uh, very clearly for um, Carnivale. It's, and... it's, Bruce, it's San Germain. Okay. That, that's the correct pronunciation. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wouldn't have known that, but thank you. <laughs> I actually do appreciate that. Um, I'm sorry, but that tower is amazing. Oh, it like, is. Seriously, that yeah. tower is awesome. Um, I would like to make a formal complaint to Mr. Lewis Clark. Uh, because, Lewis, I'm really getting tired of your sexy terrain making me want to play Carnivale. I can't afford another game. I already bought lots of games recently. I can't afford Carnivale as well. Stop it. Stop doing this to me. Hey, you, Before that ends up being what I make up my difference with. You, 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 you know what he could do to make this up to us? Make it even worse by doing it even more. No, no, I just have a challenge. We need to become a Rumble Slam set. <laughs> Oh, no. I kind of <laughs> want to know what my powers would be now. <laughs> Lewis, my powers need to be that my my abilities only work when I roll once. Nothing works unless I roll once. Somewhere there is a chat between me and Lewis where we're writing a rule around my dice mechanics and trying to make it as cruel as we possibly can. 
I might have to look that up at some point. Um, this took place, there was a private conversation between me and Lewis, and I, I challenged him to write a rule more cruel than the one that I did. Um, which I think my rule was something along the lines of, if I rolled anything but ones, I had to re-roll it. And if that re-roll was also a one, then something even worse happens than what would have happened all, already. Mm. So I was like, you can't win either way. Uh, moving on, because otherwise just, we're never going to get through this. I just looked at Beggar's Alley now, too. Uh, we will get there. Uh, Freighted Graveyard, so this is another 28 mil one. Very much uh, an at, like, this is a warehouse-type situation. You're on the docks or something. Very nice. The crane is a very nice-looking centerpiece. Uh, this one definitely looks more challenging to build, though. Uh, going back to the original page... Uh, nope, it's not listed. Um, moving on, we have the Ruined Aquila sector, which is definitely not for 40k. Like, it's nope. definitely not. No, nope, nope, definitely don't play in 40k with this. It's for drop squad commander. Look, 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 there, right. there, there's some marines from space walking through there, and there's some Eldar, not Eldar, sorry, some space elves coming in the other direction. Some robots that might be from a planet that's beside Earth, maybe. Bruce, um, Bruce, yes, that's, that's the UCM and the and the Shaltari. This is for Drop Squad Commander. Yes, yes, Drop Squad. Yes, my apologies. Uh, we have a Castle Town Beggars Alley. So here we go, George. Um, I'm right with you on this. To be completely honest, this is gorgeous. Um, this is the kind of terrain where you can use it in Age of Sigmar. You can use it in 40k. Yeah. You can use it in whatever 28 mil scale game. You could use this in Infinity. You could use this in... You could uh, use this in Carnivale. I mean, it's not going to look right because it's it's very clearly not Venice. But the multi-levels of this will work for Carnivale very easily. It's just a matter of... like If you want to play Carnivale and you want to do it outside of Venice, you've got a set right here. I mean, yeah. I know that doesn't fit in the law, but... If that's how you want to play it, you could do it with this very easily. Yeah. The only downside of this particular one is there's no water. But you can put water in it very easily. Hello, it's called a well. Oh. <laughs> uh, we have the 9th January Square, which I'm going to guess is a historical reference to a real place. I, I was going to say, ours is the 6th of January, so... Can't be that. Nope. It's Pavlov's house, Pavlov's house ruined, Stalingrad. So it's all like Russian. It's something to do with Russia. If you know what this is referencing, I'd really love to know. Yeah, Lewis, it's not ringing a bell. Make me feel stupid when you tell me. Oh, come on. Do but, you, neither of you get that joke? Pavlov's house, you know, doesn't ring a bell. Moving on. <laughs> uh, we've got another another industry one here. This is 10 mil so, drop zone. Yep. Yes. No, you're right, actually. So this is a 3x3 gaming board. Interesting. But perfect size. So you'd, be, you'd probably be wanting to buy a couple of these. Or, or this and another to. one of their sets. Yeah, I know. It's coming up. If you just wanted it to be this, though, yeah. uh, then you'd be needing to buy two. However, there is a drop site in right next door, which is what you were just re referencing. Yep. Uh, and this is all of the really sexy stuff that we were looking at recently that we said that we really liked. Uh, this one's actually um, 20, this one's 28 mil. Is it? Yeah. Look, scroll down a little bit. Oh. 28 there's mil. versions of that for the... Oh, I'm wrong. The, yeah, because they call it drop site, it's confused me. This is wrong. There's similar sites that are like this, or similar sets that, are, that have that. 
I stand uh, corrected. Boo. Okay, don't buy this for Drop Fleet. Um, sorry. Drop Zone. Drop Zone. Uh, it is a nice-looking set, though. I do like yeah. this stuff. Um, Sector 4. I want to call it Sector 7, because that's a Transformers thing, even if those movies are crap. I really like this set, though. I mean, this, we've seen versions of this a few times, but I really like that. This is this is a really good-looking set. Um Infinity. Well, Infinity, uh, Necromunda. Uh, Necromunda was what I was thinking, yeah. Yeah, Necromunda yeah. would work too. Th- th- this would be great for like kill team size games. I really, really like this. Uh, and finally, the Gothica Inner City White Box for people that want to play Batman or Marvel Crisis Protocol. Because, let's be honest, that's what you're playing with this. I mean, you could do a modern shooter in here as well, but I'm looking at this and I'm thinking superheroes personally. I I love the fact that there's very clearly a phone box in the middle of here that you're definitely not going to paint blue and have phase out halfway through the game. That's 100% what I would do with it. Um, It's not a phone box. It's an outhouse. Ah, boo. Well, you should still paint it blue. Or um, a porta potty Chameleon circuit broke it. That's all. porta potty porta john whatever. But yeah. Well, you know what those are? The Air Force uses those socks? Yes, we do occasionally. Shut up. <laughs> okay. Some Sometimes they have to use them because somebody else is already using the five-star toilet. So they have to go outside and use the other one. It's very difficult for them because it costs them at least five minutes trying to walk outside. Yes. Um, this like, is... They've outdone themselves this year, I think. This George, is yeah. certainly better than what I... George I only remember six or seven last year. George knows what he wants for Christmas. He's going to have yes in case I, he doesn't... I very nicely asked Lewis to just send it to me last episode, so... <laughs> you do know. I do remember you saying that. Um, my voucher is going to go towards one of these. It's just a matter of what. I mean... I already have buildings for Wild West, but I really want one of those sets. Um, so so there's that one indie we did a few months back where, you know, they had some Wild West stuff and everything. Yeah. That looked really good. This is on par with that. I mean, this just this just looks so much like, yes, this is an Old West, you know. Yeah. Square. And like I said, I have, yeah. uh, other than, you know, now I have Don't Look Back and I can, in theory, you know, use this as like, you know, the snot-nosed kids are in an old abandoned Wild West town. I have no real purpose for this other than I just like really it. want it. I don't really like the gallows in the middle of the town square. Like, Yes, okay. I'll agree with you on that. Hanging at high noon is going to happen tomorrow. Mm. Personally, I think I'm leaning towards the ranch. Just because I can see myself using it in more games than I would the other one. I don't know. Yeah, actually, the, the water towers, the windmill, the, the silo. I mean, those just look so... But yeah, the buildings, yeah, those are just so... Are, are even, the, even some of the ranch houses out in the Midwest look very much like that, George. Even today. The barns and, and the ranch house. I only have one question for Lewis that I might actually, actually ask him. Have these been designed so that you can play on them on the inside, multi-level? That's what I was or just... Or will they fall what, apart? Because yeah. if I want to use this for Don't Look Back, that needs to be closed. Yeah. Um, I was looking at that house if it's, you know... Oh, the silo is a dice... The I never noticed tower. that. It's a dice tower. Oh! Remember that board game that we talked about it like a year ago, Frosthaven, where like the centerpiece for the board game was a dice tower? Yeah. And then there was the other indie we talked about where the dice tower was you know, built into the terrain. This, more of this, where you have a dice tower 
It's on the table, and it's part of the terrain. So it doesn't take any additional space, but it helps you roll your dice. I didn't even notice that, because all I'd been looking at was the images of the full thing. Oh, that's incredible. And it has the nice little trough tray for the dice to roll into. <coughs> yeah. Um, I that really means- hope that there's not more of those in the other sets, because I'm not going through them to find them now. Um, so just really quick, Bruce, uh, I did look at the, uh, Pitchstone Bank, because it's on the same page and it's in the next kit over. The bank is multi-level. Uh, the one from the main street? Yes. If you go and look at the bank, the bank is multi-level. Yes. So there is a good chance possibility that, um, maybe that, that ranch house is, I don't know what I would be surprised if it's not, because generally speaking, most of their kits have been designed that way from what I, I've never had them uh, tell me no when I've asked this question before. Um, but I don't know for a fact, which is why I'm going to ask. Um, Mm. I'm going to have to make a decision on this before Christmas. Because otherwise I'll miss out like I did last year. Get on it. you got like a month. True. All right, moving on to a game we haven't covered since their Kickstarter. From memory, Moonstone is the game where I found and I was like, oh my God, this looks awesome. I really want this. But we were talking about it on the day that the Kickstarter was finishing, from memory. And their storefront wasn't live yet. It is now. But from memory, and this is about six months ago, so I don't know if either of you remember this. I don't. This is a whimsical fantasy game. It does not use dice. It uses cards. This is a new release from them, which is a fairy riding a hornet. Now, I'm sorry, but it's a fairy Riding a hornet. So your worst nightmare. It's awesome. Even with the hornet? Yeah, oh, I've never seen a hornet in real life. They don't exist over here. But yes, I do realise that they are essentially wasps on steroids. I don't really want to meet one in real life. My, I don't, I don't know how I would paint mine. Whether I would paint it this way or whether I would make it a wasp. I, I don't know. Are hornets actually blue like they've painted that one? No. They're black and white, uh, black and yellow. Yep. Yep. So I'd probably do mine that way then. Or, uh, or you got the big murder horns from Japan, which are orange or black. Yeah, that are invading northwestern US right now and Canada. Yeah. Uh, there's also an upgrade set for this where you can get clear resin wings, which just adds to it in so many ways, I think. The only thing I think of when I see this is that I know that the rest of the wings are not in clear resin. So part of me would go, is that going to make everything else look odd? Um... I really, really like this. Um, maybe I will go through this as a naming the India at some stage, maybe next episode, and give you guys a chance to actually look through the rest of the model range. It's all whimsical fantasy. It's all goblins and fairies. There's humans. There's a guy called... Um, there's a guy whose surname is Fancy Hat. I can't remember his actual first name right now. Uh, so it's all very silly. It's all very... So rather than being fantasy based or that's come from lord of the rings and that sort of thing it's more fantasy in your fairy tale way of things baron bond fancy hat that's who i was thinking of but as far as that vespa model is concerned i really like this it does look pretty cool um how long have i said that i want to that i want to paint up a wasp monster uh I don't know. I've, I've been never... saying it for a while. Oh, you have? I I, I kind of figured it was in the realm with uh, you and uh, Hornets and stuff. You know, you're just like, yeah. no, I don't like it. It's scary. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, oh. Any thoughts, Major? Nope. Nope. All right, we'll move on then. 
Okay, coming up next, GCT Studios have released some artwork that, from memory, I think this appears on the back of their dice box boxes that the new dice came out in. But these are all models that are coming at some stage in the future. Starting, I think, with possibly the, my favourite skeleton I've seen in months. Um, uh, all of the artwork on this is amazing, and that doesn't entirely surprise me. Uh, I love my Mr. Snake Man here with his Oni mask on. I mean, he's kind of really cool. Uh, I'm not sure he's co as cool as a guy that's literally wielding a cannon, though. I mean, it's a cannon. Really cool looking wolf. Uh, I don't think that's a wolf. That's a food dog. Oh, okay. Just because... So, so, so in the... Oh, what happened? Oh, I opened something. Uh, food, food dogs were the, uh, you know, the the dog beast-like thing. Even the, the, the big lion-looking things, those are even referred to as food dogs because those were the Temple Guardian dealios. Okay. Um... Couple of samurai. There's a samurai there for the Minimoto. Um, there's an old man there for the Shiho. Really cool looking samurai. Yeah, the white one. Cool I looking like demon. Very, like very the white traditional one. samurai there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I love the Oni. The Oni looks really nice. The old man riding on the turtle is actually a model that exists already because a friend of mine owns it. Uh, personally, as much as I want to say I love the Mr. Snake Man the most. I don't. I want the skeleton. That skeleton is just so cool. Um, any preferences from you guys as far as favorites is concerned? I, I just said the white samurai. I do like the old dude on the turtle because it's like it's the separation of the character from Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> right? Uh, you know, yeah. I, either yeah, that yeah, or he's... it's a creepy old man that's that's really creepy but teaches you how to throw fireballs. It's Master Roshi. No, Roshi, Roshi rides a cloud, not a turtle. Well, true. That is a good point, actually. Um, my favourite is the skeleton. Very close oh. second with the man that's going to be shooting a cannon at you. Because, oh my god, he's shooting a cannon at you. I mean, A, how does it not tear his arm off? But is there anything more fantasy than, I'm going to shoot a cannon at you? Uh, they're called rocket launchers. Yeah, but they don't shoot literal cannonballs. No, but they... The can cannonballs don't explode, so... No cannonballs explode. Do they? Yeah, certain, certain cannibals, they're they're packed with the charge. You know, when, uh, upon impact, they they do explode and they send shrapnel. Ah, oh, I st I always thought that they would just steal no, or dead or whatever. Some of them are, yeah, yeah. Oh, don't okay. get you know, just a big old hunk of metal shot. You know, at that kind of speeds and everything, it's going to do so much damage on the battlefield. But some of them yeah. were designed to they actually explode and they they um they would shoot, they would shoot over yeah they would shoot over the heads of the of the marching infantry. And the cloud burst right above them to shower shrapnel down below. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving on to Conquest. Conquest have some new stuff coming out for the Spire that is Centaur related. So these things are, hang on, I need to look at it. Centaur Avatara. So for those that are not fully aware of what the Spires actually are, Spires is Parabellum's version of Elves. Uh, and in this world, they are definitely the bad guys. Like, there's not even a question about it. They spend their entire lives screwing around with the biology of other monsters to get slaves to work for them, essentially. Um, and so here we have something else that they've been screwing around with and have sent out to fight for them. I quite like this. Like, they're not... I mean, they're centaur, but they're not centaur-like in any... like. They're very different from the centaurs I'm used to. Yeah, it was hard to tell that they were actually centaurs until you actually looked closely. Yeah. 
because of the way they're modeled. Yeah, and I like the fact that they that, like there's different like there's very clearly different posing there. Like there's the guy that's galloping. There's the guy that kind of almost looks like he's walking on his hind legs, even though he's not. Wait, hind legs? No, that's the bottom legs. So what would be the, the, the four legs? Four legs. Yeah, uh, they're, yeah, they're all posed very differently. I, I quite like this. No idea how they work in game yet, but I, I do quite like the look of this. Uh, so they are on pre-order at the moment. Hey, if you want to buy some, you should go to the Parabellum website and use the code GETTINGTABLE to get 10% off. Is that a thing? It is. Wow. Because then they can support us, and they don't actually have to pay to support us. They actually save money to support us. Now... This was a rumour about a week and a half ago that I seriously didn't believe. But at the same time, I was like, wouldn't really surprise me. They do own the licence for Marvel, and they do make arguably the most popular zombie game on the market. And uh, they the, have the very recent Marvel series where called What If, where What If the Avengers turn mm, into zombies. Pretty much, based on the comic book of the same name. Um, so yeah, we're getting Marvel Zombies for Zombieside, which is I mean, maybe the least surprising thing I've heard from Simon in a while, but I'm not throwing shade, like, like just, it's just legitimately this is the least surprising thing in a while. Uh, it just makes a lot of sense. Why would they not do this? Marvel Zombies is legitimately a very popular what-if story. Um, the what-if from the what-if series was a very popular episode. And they own the rights. Why not? I mean, they are going to get to a point where they'll run out of stuff to do for Marvel eventually, but... Sorry, for Zombicide eventually, but you've got this stuff. you got to hit while the iron's hot. And the Zombicide iron is still fairly hot at this point. I, I, I can see Zombicide becoming one of those games where it, it's, it's around for forever, like Settlers Catan, Ticket yeah. to Ride. I, I, I think as big as a hit it was for them and it put them on the map as a, a game designer and manufacturer, I don't think that game's going to go anywhere. If they are not around, someone will buy the rights and license for that game and that game will still be around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, very, very little surprising. Uh, no idea if it's going to hit retail or Kickstarter. Uh, I have my suspicions what the answer on that would be, just because it's Simon. Uh, but I wouldn't like the. That is something that you could like. There's no risk involved in that at all. But there's been no risk involved in a lot of things that they've done yeah. on Kickstarter. So it could go either way. Uh, we haven't covered a lot of Black Friday stuff. Uh, largely because by the time most people will be listening to this, the sales will be over. So what's the point? I am covering this one, though, because, well, I really like Black Sight Studios. Uh, you get free love notes this weekend. It's great. <laughs> um, but I don't actually care so much about the sale. There's some really insane... Like, if you've liked what, what we've shown you on Don't Look Back, you can buy literally the entire range for $231.97. Like, that is just insanely good value. Yeah, what, about the special holiday kit? what about the special holiday kit? What about the special holiday kit? What about the special holiday kit? I was holiday getting kit? to the special holiday kit. It looks like an iconic uh, American uh, movie. It, it's, right? it's amazing. I mean, have back yeah, in the day, there was these square plastic boxes that you could put in a hole and it would just magically make a TV show or a movie appear on your TV. It was magic, like magnets and magic and nobody knows how they work. These were the same thing. And you would get these things from somewhere called Big Turkey Video. Not really, but they obviously can't use Blockbuster. Um, I'm sorry, but this is the most fun piece of terrain I've seen in literal decades. The, this is brilliant. You, you could reenact the scene from screen now. You could reenact one of the scenes from Evil Dead. Oh. 
Also, also, I don't know why I just remember this. So, um, completely unrelated to this, but Netflix has ordered a comedy series in the style of The Office, starring the um, the Asian uh, agent from uh, WandaVision uh, yeah. about, okay. the last block- about the last blockbuster. Okay, I kind of like that idea. That's cool. Because <laughs> there is one left up in Washington State. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have to admit, I don't have this big nostalgia for blockbuster and as much as you're going to think it's because we didn't have them in australia we did but not everywhere i mean there was one in melbourne that i saw and walked past and i just kind of went oh they're here and they kept on going because at that point i didn't care uh i definitely have nostalgia for the old video rental stores but it was just like that that's not the way they were over here they were not all owned by the same business they were all kind of different people i mean there were franchises that existed but like there was a video city uh i don't remember the one that like my favorite one is one when i was a teenager and was hiring video games and stuff from so i definitely get the nostalgia for it if i was to buy this i would 100 percent present it exactly the way that it is here because everybody knows what it is regardless of whether you had one George, did you see the minis that comes with it? Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's. I really like this. So this is currently a pre-order. Um, it comes with the MDF kit, the resin miniatures, and some free STLs to print out. That's the furniture that you see. So it's upgraded versions, like so of the video racks. racks and the candy and so forth. All of which comes straight out of the shops that I saw. That's exactly what they look like. That, that, that's, that is what, what they look like. Yep. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised it's taken this long for somebody to think of this. I mean, of all companies, it doesn't really surprise me that it's Blacksite that does it because, I mean, it fits in with the aesthetic of the game, of, especially with Don't Look Back. I mean, it fits in there so well. Uh, I like the fact that the top is not just... And MD, like this, they've actually sculpted in Depends the wiring on top of the ceiling. Yeah. And the aircon. Like, that's actually quite clever how they've done that. I really like this. And I'm glad that you marked out exactly as hard as I thought you would. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, when I, when I saw this, I was just like, because um, with, with my, my with my copy of the game, I was just like, ooh, now I need the, I need the, 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 the cabin. And like, yep. the cabin. You can't stock. buy the cabin yet. No, it will come back in stock again, but they're kind of they're releasing it for a little while and taking it out, and just until they get there. Because with MDF and stuff being more expensive than it is, everything of that nature is coming in waves at the moment. Just so they <laughs> keep on top of everything. Yeah. Um. Moving on. There's a Mega Man game coming, which is what? interesting. Yeah. So. This is being done by Blacklist Games. Um, like this, literally, it's it's Mega Man, but as a board game. Uh, it's all like there's no minis in this. It's all standees and so forth. Um, but but it's an old NES cartridge. Look to the box. And, uh, I know. And, so and my cool. childhood, my childhood is right here. It's set out in a way where when you come across bosses. There's certain things that you have to do... Well, sorry, when you come across enemies, there's certain things you have to do in order to get past them. And there's a dice mechanic where you roll the dice and it tells you what actions that you have, and you got to spend them properly to make sure you can get past without dying. Um, it's, kind of, it's kind of unique in that way. Well, from what I've seen, but it feels very, very Mega Man, because Mega Man is all about memorizing and attacking things the right way, and 
There's oh, an God. example they give in the video later on where you're facing off against a boss and you've got to wait for him to do something and then you've got to jump over his attack and then shoot shoot him in the head. So you've got to like you've got to use so much to for the wait. You've got to use something for the jump and you've got to have an attack left over. Um, like it feels very Mega Man to me. Um, looking down further, in the past they've done something very very similar with Contra. That's also on pre-order. If you click on the pre-order now, it takes you to their shop front, and there's totally a Contra game that's in exactly the same style box. Yep. But this one's more card-based. But still, it's Contra. Um, I haven't looked at the Contra one as deeply as this one, so I don't know if that feels like Contra. Uh, this, to me, feels very Mega Man. I'm not a huge Mega Man nostalgia person. I, I get why people are. It just it wasn't a game that I played um, until I was an adult, really. Uh, and I don't even know why. I just didn't come across Mega Man when I was younger. Apart from in... There was a TV show where a kid got sucked into the TV and he entered Nintendo World. And there was a character in there called Mega Man that looked nothing like Mega Man. I can't think of what it was called. Captain Nintendo or something? I don't know. Moving on. For Amy, um, Indie of the Week? Not Indie of the Week, that's somebody else. Aiming for the Indie. Indie. Definition. Independent. Type. Slang word. Jargon. This is what happens when you're watching a podcast before you do your own podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I've come across these before. When I came across this, my first thought is, oh, have we covered these before? And I actually came across these guys originally because they do some accessories for... um, Infinity. Gamma Wolves. Uh, okay. We might have looked at a couple of things from them before. So, there's a few things here, and all of this is good. The gaming widgets is something I'm going to have a look at in a second. There's also some airbrush stencils that I'm going to look at in a second. But for now, let's have a look at some terrain. So, we've got some very nice looking fantasy terrain, some modern terrain, and let's be honest, there's not really a lot of that. And some sci-fi stuff. I'm going to have a look at the fantasy stuff for the moment. We've got a dungeon system. Yes, I had seen this before. I had. So, uh, I saw these guys a few years ago, or a few, few years ago, or specifically this uh, dungeon stuff. Yeah. And the really cool thing about it was, is the guy went through um, on a with a painting tutorial for this stuff using five different types of rattle can to paint it. Oh, nice. So, um, yeah, I thought that was really cool because he was just like, yeah, you painted this color. Okay, it's going to be darker down here. So we hold the can like this and we paint it like this. It's going to be lighter here. So we'll go like this, you know, flip it around. And then you wipe it and it gives it this effect and it's done. And it's like, dude, you just made terrain painting look like the easiest thing to do that even a child could do it. Yeah, there's some really Um, good value dungeon sets here too. Like 40 bucks for for a basic starter. Sorry, 45 bucks. 80 bucks for the next level up, and then there's a full table for 175. This is all really good value. There's yeah. extra ones that have like opening gates, uh, removable walls. The only thing I would say about these removable walls is that it's very clear that there's something there that gets removed. Um, so you'd have to be careful with people metagaming. Doing a removable wall without it being obvious that there's something to be removed is really hard, especially with MDF. Um, well, the, the way you do it is you have multiple, and it's randomly uh, removed, and the others are stationary. Oh, I like that. Um, I mean, what I would do was I, I would just, like, I, I would be watching and be like, 
Uh, yes, but your character doesn't know that. You can roll to see if you can find that if you would like. Uh, and now I would just kind of force them to actually, you know, play the game properly. Um, right. If we go back, Hiddelheim is very much your usual fantasy ruins. So this is your definitely not for Age of Sigma type stuff. In saying that, you could easily throw this straight into World of uh, straight into 40k or Conquest or pretty much anything. It's fairly generic looking, which is good in in this particular case. I mean, the problem with having any terrain that's specific for specifically for one thing is that you buy it and then you never use it for anything else. So it's good that they're doing things that are generic looking. Uh, the new Gallows, A, is a really weird name for a terrain set, um, and very unique looking. I mean, it's all very boxy, uh, but it doesn't... It's all very boxy and square, unlike a lot of the stuff that we were just looking at, but not in a way that feels like it shouldn't look boxy and square, if that makes sense. It feels like it's straight out of an old cartoon to me. Maybe that's the paint job helping with that, but I kind of feel like I'm watching one of the old Zelda cartoons or something. Or, uh, um, or Shrek. something Shrek, yep. Yeah. Like it, it feels it feels like something that I should recognise, which I like. Uh, if I go back, I'm actually going to skip past the sci-fi stuff, not because I'm not impressed by it. I mean, it's nice. I just I wanted to have a look at these last days stuff because they have a really nice looking church that actually has the pews and everything. I really like the look of that. And again, it looks like a church. Um, maybe it's not quite as... Like the, the one from the Wild West one is a little bit more elaborate, but then it would be. This just looks like it's a random church, which is clearly what they're going for. Looks more European-ish. <clears throat> from the European countryside, maybe. Possibly. Uh, I do believe... They are US-based, though. But that's just what they're going for, obviously. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, the farmhouse, however, looks like it's on the same scale as the cabin from Don't Look Back. It looks like it's the same size to me. Nice bit. It's, it's furnished. Nice big open area on the inside. Three rooms up top. Like, this feels decently sized. I quite like that. Uh, and last but not least, if you're trying to recreate, I suppose, GTA on the tabletop. And come to think of that, why has nobody done that yet? Uh, then we've got a gun shop. <laughs> Well, like, seriously, why has nobody done a tabletop game for Grand Theft Auto? Uh, I guess there's no real army for it, though, because it would be, like, maybe two or three characters at the most. But skirmish, why not? How you would include the actual GDA mechanics is probably the hard part. Yeah. Um, gun shop is not a piece of terrain I've ever come to think of, but just kind of makes sense, really. If you're playing, if you're playing in a modern... They keep on talking, because it's last days, this is very clearly supposed to be zombie stuff. But there's nothing about this that said, like, you could have this in an actual modern day setting. Like, if you were playing moderns and you were playing an invasion of some regular city, then why would you not just have a gunshot? Well, if it's in the middle of the US anyway. So, so some really interesting stuff there. Like I said, there are some bundles, and I've kind of skipped past the bundles just because, well, it's the same stuff, but you're buying it all in bulk. Um, there's a couple of teasers in there of what you can find in the sci-fi stuff. The new Ceres HQ building looks awesome. Uh, but if I keep on looking at terrain, I won't look at anything else. So, what? I know, yeah, right? It's amazing. So, moving on. If we go into accessories... <coughs> so, first things first. This is how I came across this website originally. Guerrilla to Miniature Games work with them to do like their accessories and so forth that people can buy to support the channel. That's how I came across this to begin with. 
but we've got some Death Rally, which is obviously Gaslands, because you even get Gaslands tokens and gates for the game. Uh, I really like these gates, actually. I don't know how familiar you two are with Gaslands, but... Uh, it's basically it's it's a death race. So there's gates that you've got to get through. Um, in this, they've kind of they've included traps and the gates, and there's weapons that you've got to try to avoid. And this it's really nice looking stuff. Uh, the tokens are the same tokens that you would always see. But the thing I kind of liked, as boring as it sounds, is the widgets and dials. They're generic enough that they can kind of work for anything. Anything. They're, well, they're, they're pretty. Oh wait. Oh, hold on. Uh, George has either found something he likes or no, found something he doesn't. Yeah, okay, so 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 the witches and dolls I'm looking at. Oh wait, this is a big set. Never mind. The gray uh, and red ones. Yeah. That, yeah. The, the one in the middle that is a very specific 40k um, thing. Because either. it's got the, it's got the turns and the command and everything on it. Yeah. Yeah. You could still use that in everything else. Yeah. I mean, it also has, let's be honest, it, it's got your objective markers 1 to 6 there as well. Uh, but I would like them to sell these wound markers separately, personally. So the one thing that they do that I like yep. are the stencils. Yeah, that's where I was going next. Because there's some stencils in here that I, um, I haven't seen people do before. For example, the Blast Shield one where they literally help you create a marble vein. I mean, yeah, this just cool. looks... like It's multi-layered, and it works. Um, if you want to make marble... I mean, there are ways of doing it. Certainly not the easiest thing in the world. Uh, this makes it look really easy. I don't, and I would love to do marble terrain. Oh, not terrain, but marble bases. And like I, that makes it look easy. Um... From there, you've got your usual things. Your death masks are your symbols. Uh, so there's symbols there for camo. There's specific icons that belong in certain armies. There's certain patterns that you would kind of make sense with. Stencils are your usual. You've got your usual grids that you kind of usually see. Mylar patterns and so forth. And then there's terrain-specific ones where you are creating patterns for terrain. There's one last thing I want to look at, though. Which is, yeah, where is it? Uh, why can't I find it? Go to basing and movement. So I'm going to go, wait, hang on, is that it? Yes. Okay. So I'm going FitzGW just because that's the one that I've picked. These are multi-layered acrylic base inserts. So you glue these on top of your original bases. So, for example, there's a Mesotech one about halfway down. These are literally just things that you glue in place to create a multi-layered base really, really easily. Like oh, this there is it is. Super, super easy. So you've got three layers of stuff here to create multiple layers. So you can have like, so this is just like fancy looking tiles, essentially. There's other ones where it's cobblestones, streets. Um, the wood one's a little bit more simple. Um, if I look at something like... That's pretty cool. The ship hull is probably the closest thing I can think of that would maybe work for um, Star Wars, but you'd have to paint it the right way for it to look right. Um, I really... It's a very, very simple idea. But there's been a few companies that's tried to do the whole MDF basis thing, and because it's only 2D, it's kind of hard to get it to look right. But yeah. this is the best version of it I've seen in a long by a long way, because you're just like you're gluing down your base layer that has a bit of thing on it. You 
do the next level, which has more decoration on it, and either it makes it look like it's ruined or it's just a different level of tile or street or whatever. And then you've got another one that you kind of glue to make it look like an angle. So it it's really, really simple. And I really think it works, personally. Yeah. Ultimately, like, this like, is what I was building towards. This is the one that caught my attention. Yeah. I uh, Like I said, I, I found these guys like, oh, I don't know how long ago, but yeah, he was... He, he did the whole little, you know, like the quick tutorial on it. Like, hey, this is how you do terrain quick because it's terrain. It doesn't have to yeah. be, you know, your 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 centerpiece. It has to look good. Here's how you make it look good and make it look good quick. That's yeah. that's what I really liked is the fact that he was, and it was with their terrain too, so. Which is the important part from their right. point of view, obviously. Well, the, the thing is like, you know, this is how he did it on his terrain, which, you know, that's the implication of, you buy my terrain, you do it like this, it'll look as good as this. Yeah. Probably not because, you know, he, he's got many years of, you know, rattle canning it on real quick and making it look good. So, <laughs> yeah. And, and that is the technique that you need to pick up over time, too. Um, Viv from Knights of Dice is kind of the same way where he will openly show you how to do stuff. But because he's been doing it for so long, he makes it look really, really easy. Um, I was really, like I said, I'd come across these guys uh, because of somebody else's advertisements before. But I'd never really looked very closely at everything else that they'd offered. It's actually the bases that initially got my attention. Uh, but that terrain, I really love some of the stuff that they're doing there with their terrain. And all of it's fairly well priced, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you for a fact that shipping to Australia is just like this. I will never buy any of this stuff. There's no point in me ever trying. Uh, but there's some really good, really good stuff here. Uh, shall we move on? Dream. Blue, crying, paint. What are you being up to, Socks? I can see a Star Wars box behind you. Yeah, Let's so... Star Wars box. It is Star is, Wars is that product placement? What's that? I said, is that product placement there? No. So, <laughs> uh, local store had their Christmas... Well, actually, we get Christmas uh, games for the... Or family games for the family. But while I was there, I picked up the Lat for legion oh yeah so little flying transport that could be used okay by my empire or my clone army so i will be working on that because uh we'll be doing a skirmish kind of campaign starting in january at the store yep. so i'm trying to get my army all ready for it so i'm putting that together for it in case i want to use it nice. so that's what i'll be working on but i haven't worked on anything really yet so <laughs> <clears throat> What about yourself, George? What have you been up to? Uh, mainly just playing games um, with with the fam and stuff like that. With everything going on, um, I need to I need to sit down and start doing some stuff again. Because, yeah, work on mail. No, I, uh, I I don't know what you're talking about because when we, we we haven't discussed that publicly. No, we don't know what you're talking about, socks. That's true. There's definitely no ulterior motive there with a with a mail action with a mail miniature. Definitely not. Yeah, no, there's. No plans for that at all. Um, I, I I have been um, stalking the the Black Sight Studio because apparently there is a fifty dollar ish thing that is for me to use on game stuff. And the the obvious thing was, oh, get the cabin. Well, now we just saw the big turkey um, movie <laughs> store. Yeah. Um, um, have you got a game of that in yet, or have you built any of it yet? No, I've not. Um, because that involves sitting down and and doing that <laughs> and being home to do it, I suppose. To yeah. So, um, no, a, a game of that will come. Um, at some point. Um, 
I, I'm now from the hobby standpoint of like, do I spend 60 bucks on, on, you know, not a very specific piece of terrain. I mean, okay. The, the big Turkey video is pretty specific to that game. It'd be hard to use it somewhere else versus like, you know, the wild, the wild West set from uh, uh TT combat. I good kind of fit anyway. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we'll have to um, see. Yeah. But yeah, things will be coming. So Bruce? I've had a few things going on. I got a game of Bushido in Friday night, and you know how dice just always love me and never treat me poorly? Nope. No, no, neither do I. I don't know anything about that at all. Double ones and double ones. And, oh, that's okay. I can re-roll this. Oh, it's another one. Um, it, it actually... I brought a force that was... So, on average, with Bushido, you're usually looking at around six to eight models. I brought six. And I knew that that was going to be a risk because I was potentially going to have less numbers than he did. Um, he had seven. So he had more than me. I do get a pass that I can use if I'm careful with it, which I did. And it started out... But the, the upside was is that I had four significantly powerful characters that in theory should have done very well. It started out okay for the first few activations. The first person to die was my most powerful. (laughs) And it was before he'd done anything. Quickly followed by the second most powerful. Before he'd done anything. I did attack somebody at one point, um, and I did, like, a little bit of damage, and then it was just death after death after death. Um, There was one occasion where... I was like, okay, no, I need to be careful here because I'm starting to run out. So I had three dice to use, and I decided to use two of those for defense and one of them for attack. I don't remember what the defense was because in this particular case, it doesn't matter. They threw everything into defense. So I wasted my dice that I could have been using to do some real damage because he would have been... Um, and I didn't do any damage because he had three dice to my one at that point. It was possibly one of the most humiliatingly one-sided games I've ever been part of. And I mean, that, like, he wasn't playing in a nasty way. He was just playing normally. It's just, it and, went and, that and, way and for and me were, so quickly. And we, you we make jokes about my normal. dice all the time, and I think the people just, I, I suspect that there's people out there that just kind of expect that I'm kind of just moaning about dice, because, you know, that's what gamers do. But there's legitimate history here of me. Like, dice, especially D6s, you guys have seen it. They, they, hate me with a seething passion. I have witnesses from all over the country of this, from 40k tournaments. There's a fairly notorious one we've referred to a few times. Um, I didn't do very well in the Drop Fleet Commander tournament at CanCon a couple of years ago for the same reason. It just... uh, I'm really growing frustrated with dice again. (laughs) I need to play a game with cards. I was going to say, um, I always get you into Warlord games because they, they use D10s for a lot of the games. Warlord Wild games West Exodus does as well. I definitely want to get a Wild West Exodus game in at some point. Um, because D10s tend to be more fair with me. I mean, dice are dice. It's just it's just the way that it happens. And I'm not sitting here going, well, I mean, I am, but... I was really happy that I got a game in. It was just really frustrating that it immediately went in that direction. And it was like my last character was killed in the second activation of the third round. And probably should have died before that. But we got something wrong earlier in the game. Uh, The one thing I will say though is when I was playing with Peter, uh, he actually pointed out something that Justin and I had been doing wrong previously in a game that also hadn't gone very well for me. That... um, significantly tied the game previously in the other favor so my previous game probably should have gone better than it did which is okay because it was the first time we played it we were going to make mistakes um 
Otherwise, I um, like I said, I'm really happy that I finally got a game in. It's the first game I've had for quite a while since me and Steve played the game of Don't Look Back, at least anyway. Uh, I've received some new Bot War stuff that I haven't opened yet. That'll be something I film later on. I've got a new board game called Nemesis, which is totally not alien, but it's definitely alien. Um, I think that might have been Wait. something we covered about a year and a half ago. George has just thought of something, obviously. Um, yeah, because I think if I have... you're throwing me a link, don't throw it to me in Discord. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was about to throw it to you in Discord. I know that's why I said something because you forget every time why I don't do that. I don't forget. I just choose not to remember. Let's see here and here and open faster and here and here and that game. So now I move back across to yes, this is exactly the game I was talking about. Let's so I have, have filmed, a... I've filmed an unboxing of this that is now available on our Patreon. I have not played it yet. I intend to play it at some point in the next month um, because I have some time off coming up in December. I've got three weeks off, so I definitely want to get some games of a few things in. You and I need to organise to get a game of Super Fantasy Bro. Yes. Um, the, the only reason why I'm commenting, Bruce, is, uh, I have that, you have, have I have, no, I have it coming. Ah. Along with is, is, is expansion nemesis lockdown. Yeah. I've only brought the base game at this point because I figure I want to play the base game before I buy expansions. Well, no lockdown, lockdown finished its Kickstarter last year. And so it's not even produced yet. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's what I've been up to. Um, there is also a, another purchase that I made that I'm not going to talk about at this stage, uh, because I'm going to wait for it to arrive and we will do the coverage of that when it happens. Uh, coverage of Conquest continues as my building and painting and stuff continues. It's been kind of rules focused of late. Forgot to get rid of my Facebook. Otherwise, team talk. Talk nerdy to me. Somebody's excited for game talk. Maybe Go it's because... HR. Be- because it's maybe PHR that he plays, so he's excited for it. <laughs> uh, no, that's okay. We-, we can skip this. Would you like to do Shatari uh, instead, George? Yeah. Uh, no, let's talk about the resistance. And, and the resistance? Yeah, we can do that. That's fine. No. Okay, fine. You can have your way, Mr. Selfish. <laughs> no, we were covering this anyway. They were the next on the list. All right. I am going to start with... The Orion Cruiser. And it looks like they've updated the website again. They did. And it's looking really, really nice. Like, the new version of this build is really pretty. Um, Okay, so the PHR Orion is 107 points. It's got a scan of 8 inches, a signature of 6 inches, thrust of 8 inches. It's got 11 hull, 3 plus armor, 5 point defense, and it comes in a group of 1 to 2, medium tonnage. There's nothing special about it. You have two medium caliber broadsides. They are four plus lock, eight attacks each, one damage. One is on the side left, one is on the side right, for reasons that we will point out once we've covered all three ships. Uh, Fuselard three, which you will probably start seeing as a bit of a theme across the line, and they are linked, which is why I've covered them both at the same time. You also have a medium caliber turret, which is a four plus lock, two attacks, one damage, and that one's purely on the front. That's also linked in the same way the other two are. And you've got wasp wasp drones, which are a three plus, D3 plus one, one damage, front, side, and rear. That's your close action. Now, people that haven't played Drop Zone, sorry, Drop Fleet may not know this. People that have played it 
obviously will know this. I'm just going to point this out for those that don't. The big thing about PHR is the broadsides. If you're not familiar with how they worked in in naval warfare, the whole point was that you were trying to get in between two of your enemy vessels and firing off in both directions either side. That's why everything is linked and you can use these things at the same time. PHR are a force where you really need to be planning ahead um, to make sure that you get your ship in the right spot. Two or three um, because otherwise you're not going to be as effective as you would have been otherwise. No. I, I love how Sox said, you know, you have to plan two or three turns in advance for a game that lasts six turns. <laughs> and that's why I say PHR is probably one of the hardest of the five factions to, pl- to learn how to play. In this yeah, game. I would agree. Because you have to get yourself lined up to the point where you're going to be able to bro- shoot both broadsides now that they have linked, which is a huge key rule. Because I just looked in the original book and they did not have linked um, in the original rule set. So I like Yeah, no, no, linked was added because there was the whole, like... Why aren't these linked? You know, it's it's the same weapon system. I'm, you know, so from memory, it was supposed to have been, and it was a mistake. I think so, but they, but I could be to... remembering that wrong because I'm pretty sure we talked about the change. Possibly, yeah, but uh, fuselade is a, a definitely a new change. Fuselade yes, is fuselade is. And so, if you go whipping three, you get that three three dice bonus, which is nice. Yeah, um, because I was always thinking eight dice with medium guns is not it, it's it, enough, but at the same time, I felt like I was getting a disadvantage at yeah. times. Uh, George, do you want to cover the Ajax? The Francis? Yep, Francis. please. Oh, I was there. Where did it go? All right, the Francis. Uh, it's a higher point cruiser. Has a scan of 8, signature 6, thrust of 8, hull of 11, armor of 3. <clears throat> point defense of 5, grouping of 1 to 2, tonnage of medium, nothing special about it. Uh, has a light caliber battery, which is a lock, five up lock, six attack, one damage. Side left, side, uh, oh, wait. There's four of them. Okay, yeah, there's, yeah. So all four batteries are the same thing. It's all yes. light caliber. You have two left and two right. Um, they all have fuselage of three. Um, so if you can get in between two ships, that's a lot of dice to roll. Yeah. Bruce, Bruce might get three hits. <laughs> if I'm lucky, I'm not. If you're lucky. Plus, it has the caliber light, and the caliber light to remind you guys: if you shoot at light tonnage ships, you get a bonus to your lock value. Yeah, your lock goes from uh, five up to four up. Yep. So, which might help and, me get four hits. And yeah. we're not done yet. It has a supernova laser. That's a three up hit, one attack, one damage, front and arrow with a burn through a three and a flash. So it, it it has a little bit of a usefulness of you can point it at something and make a little hole. Because yeah. with the burn through a three, you're going to do three damage max. With a lock of three up, so what, three and four, so five, six, those are your criticals. You know, So, I mean, you have a reasonable, reasonably decent chance to, to do a little bit of damage without having to be a magical mastermind and gain this, you know, lined up broadside on a uh, light armored ship or a, a light classification ship. Which, especially given that we're only talking about a 100-point cruiser, that's that's not bad. we got options here, which is good. Yeah. Now, I think when we t- first talked about these, I want to say the Ajax is one of the best uh, light cruisers that the the PHR did have. Uh, it's a medium cruiser, but sure. Oh, is it a medium? It's a medium. It is a medium. Oh, uh, okay. I guess it is a medium, huh? Yeah. The, the only downside of this particular ship is the fact that the big guns are a five plus. 
But that yeah. means if they weren't, I actually think this would be too powerful. Yeah, because you're rolling 12 dice each broadside, potentially 18 if, with the new fuselade rules. If you go open three. 36 dice if you set it up right. Exactly. And so... Yeah. but I, that's I'd, I'd, get, I'd get, yeah, maybe four hits. So if you're if you're rolling against light tundra ships, and you're, then you're rolling a four-plus lock. Um, yeah. So. Uh, you missed <laughs> the last one, George. Oh, is it your favorite thing? The wasp drones? Yeah. That are a three up D3 plus one uh, front side rear close action? Yeah. Um, no, I don't, it, this is not, uh, it's not the absolute beast killer ship, uh, but it's only a hundred point ship. You're not expecting it to be the literal best ship in the game. Uh, but I, hey, we need to finish covering what we've got here first. Um, Perseus sucks. Yep. So the Perseus is a hybrid, I would say. Uh, in terms of medium car- cruisers, uh, it's 105 points, 8 scan, 8 sig, 8 inch thrust, 11 hole, 3 plus armor, 5 point defense, One a grouping of 1 tonnage value of medium. Um, it's got two light caliber batteries, one on the left and one on the right, uh, same values as, as the other for the Ajax and the Francis, 5 plus lock, 6 attack, 1 damage, caliber light, linked 1, fuselage 3, but then also has a half battery, has a half battery of lights and a half battery of heavies. So it has a 3 plus lock on the heavy batteries, 2 attack damage, 2 attack, 1 damage, left and right for those, caliber heavy and super heavy, linked 1 as well, and fuselage is 1, and then it has a medium caliber turret, uh, 4 plus lock, 2 attack, 1 damage, front arc, and then the wasp drones is a three plus uh, lock, <coughs> three plus one attack, one damage, uh, three sixty in close action. So this one's pretty nice because it can hit light targets, but then also can if it's next to heavy cruisers or super or battleships, dreadnoughts. It can help take some punches down on those too. So pretty yeah. nice little hybrid cruiser um, for the PHR. So for those that are watching the video version of this, I'm going to point out what is a mistake. These two light caliber batteries should both be linked one, and the two heavy caliber batteries should be linked two. That is an error on their part, which I will point out to them. Can you guys remind me at the end of the chat, just in case I forget to send a message through to the chat? Yep. Um, And that's like, it's just, it's a very easy error. Like there's nothing, it's just they've typed one instead of two. That's... Very very simple. Um, good ship. Yep, I like I like to bring a pair of these. Um, for that I reason. wouldn't be bringing anything more than that, but I, I I would argue that a pair of these would be a must. Uh, and I would be saying at least a pair of the Ajax as well. So so here here here's where I'm going to make my argument of of which one is better. Yep, I'd I'm going to say the, per- the Perseus is is the. Are, are we are we done with them? Yeah, no, we've got well of these. Well, you've got those three. You've also got the the troop ships, and then you got the Icarus. Those are also mediums. Are they? Oh, okay. Never mind. They look like heavy cruisers, but they are actually medium cruisers as well. Well, let George finish his comment first, because yeah. I don't think these are going to change his opinion. Yeah, no. I'd say the Perseus is the better option, and here's why. You you do lose a lot of your light caliber shots. Yes. Unless you are targeting, you know, the frigates and the dropships and stuff like that, those light caliber shots... All they are is shots in mass. They're not going to do a lot of work for you. But getting those 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 heavy caliber shots in, they're yeah. going to work on anything, and they're yeah. going to work a little bit better, which when I say a little bit better, that's a two-ups. They're hitting heavy and super heavies. Yeah. That's so great. I'd get, like right five, I'd get like five hits. Yeah. Oh, no, Possibly. Because there's, yeah. there's only four shots, so I'd get yeah. two hits. So so what are we looking at there with the heavy caliber? That's a four attacks, fusillator one. So what is that, six attacks then? 
Six attacks, yep. three on each broadside. Yep. Yeah, that's not terribly the the way the PHR set up. That's not terribly bad. No, no it's it, not at all. So, and and I and I think those are going to do some good work. The other thing then is the medium caliber turret, and here's why it's better than the Ajax. Ajax, that's a front and arrow because it's a laser. This is a turret. It could spin a little bit. Yeah. You got one less shot, but you're hitting on a four up. It's dealing uh, one damage. But it, it it can move, you know. You're you're not restri- you're you're not restricted to this. You got this. You got the front yeah. ninety into the front twenty three or twenty one or percent arc. Yeah, yeah. So the narrow is so for five points more. I'd say this is the better option over the Ajax, just because of those heavy caliber batteries. And yes, while, while statistically you want to roll more dice. As proven by you know some of the Shaltarios you know versus uh, the disintegrator banks versus uh, particle lances, but in the case of five ups versus three ups, you want the three ups. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, moving across to the troop ships, then uh, looking at the Ganymede. So this is an assault troop ship for 135 points. H scan, six signature. Seven inch thrust, so it's slightly different there. Hull of thirteen, armor of three plus. Point defense of five. It's a group of one and a medium tonnage. The special is that it's launch because, you know, it's a troop ship. So these have medium caliber batteries. Four plus lock, four attacks each. One on the left, one on the right. They have one damage. There's nothing special on these ones, though, which I find very interesting. This, however, also has a bombardment battery. So it's a three plus, six attacks, one damage each. Front, side, and rear. It's a bombardment weapon. And last but not least, you've got medium caliber turret, which is kind of similar to the other one we just looked at. Uh, Four plus, two attacks, one damage. Front, uh, nothing special on that. And you've got the same wasp drones that the other three have all had, which is your close action weapon. The big difference with this one is that you've got your bulk lander. You've got two launch on your bulk lander, so you're getting four things down on the ground. Um... Wait, four things? Two, two or three? Next. It's three. It's, it is launch, three, yeah. It's three, a set of three troops or the little defense battery yeah. that you can set down. Um, um, we go over the other troop ship and then we can discuss between the two? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Orpheus is the other troop ship for 135 points as well. Same stats as the Ganymede in terms of the, the scan, sig, all that. Um, has a full broadside of lights on either 5 plus lock, 12 attack, 1 damage, uh, side left, side right, uh, caliber light. And then it has a supernova laser with 3 plus lock, 1 attack, 1 damage, front and arrow, burn through 3 and flash, and then the same wasp drones as pretty much everything else, and a bulk lander of 2. Uh, my preference, I like the Ganymede because I can sit that on top of a cl- sector, drop ships, drop troops on it, but also bombard the sectors as my troops are going down. Yeah, I, I'm, um, I'm going to agree. I'm going to agree with Socks on that too, just because one, it also has those medium uh, caliber uh, turrets or batteries, so it's it's got a little more teeth to get some bigger ships. If strike carriers come up and harass it, the other one, sure, that's better because with the light caliber, but the odds of that happening are not that great. The other thing is bombardment battery. So if you're sitting it over a sector, right? And, you know, you're trying to, you know, take control of everything. You could sit there and bombard one of it, you know, take take that out. And then you got, you know, less to focus on and still, you know, secure it because you've you've hopefully possibly taken out some stuff then too. And if you've got support troops like the Ajax or the, or the Perseus with the light caliber weapons, you've got that support to take out the strike carriers that are floating nearby. 
Um, here's the only thing I want to touch on. The caliber batteries on both of these ships are not linked. I believe that's an error because the whole point of PHR is that those things are supposed to be linked. Yeah. That could be a typo. Uh, if not an error, then I'm less interested in these ships. Except they're bulk landers, so that could be why they're not linked, because... Well, you, it's not really the purpose of a bulk lander, I suppose. But like, right. that doesn't mean that it's not going to have to defend it itself. Yeah. So, uh, of the two troop ships, uh, Sox is uh, Sox is 1,000% right. I think the Ganymede no, is right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, of the two cruisers, I think the Perseus over the Ajax. That being said, though, for that 100 points, though, that Ajax is still good. We also have the Icarus, which is a medium, and that's the fleet carrier for the PHR. Yeah, we already know that that's the best because it has PHR fighters and bombers, and those things are stupid. Score, George has it right. <laughs> Uh, Icarus, so 115, uh, so 8 scan, 6 sig, 8 thrust, 11 hull, 3 plus armor, 5 point defense, everything else is the same, launch we just covered, medium caliber is the same as what I just read, but these ones are linked, Fuselard 2, medium caliber turret, same as the one that we've just looked at, wasp drones, same as the one we've just looked at, 2 fighter and bomber, so yeah, um, depending on how much you want to take, uh, it's just a matter of whether you want to go this way or one of the heavier ships, I suppose. Um, but for 115 points, getting two launch on the board is not a bad option. Especially when, like uh, George said, they, PHR still kind of have the best bombers in the game. Yeah. And the thing I like about this is that, unlike a lot of the other launch ships, this one doesn't feel like it's only a one-trick pony. Like, this has your medium-caliber batteries that are like are still going to do something on the table. Well, and that's exactly like the Ganymede, too. It's a bulk lander. Yeah. But it's got some medium-caliber batteries. Oh, it can, it can do bombardment, too. I mean, yeah. I mean, so, how many other ships in the game can sit there and land troops and blow up the ground surrounding the troops? There's two in the yeah. game, both a PHR, because our strike carrier can do it. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm going to cover the Theus very quickly. Normally, I'd leave this when we're covering the lights, but it's the only light cruiser they have. There's no point really spending an entire episode just talking about one ship later down the line. But 89 points. Uh, everything's kind of the same, except their thrust is 10 for some reason. Uh, light caliber batteries. So this is the same as the previous ones, uh, except they've accidentally put linked to... They've done the same error with this as they did the previous one. And the mediums, which is the same as what I just read. So... Very, very similar to the other ones, but a hell of a lot cheaper. Yeah. Um, and we can have a grouping of up to three, which is pretty nice if you want to go that cheap. Well, yeah. so, so again, it, it's a light cruiser, not a medium cruiser. So um, yes. more thrust. It can go faster, sure. Um, if you look at the hull, it's got two hull less. Yeah. Yes. Two inches of thrust for two hull, I think that's a pretty good uh, I think that's a good, pretty good trade. Yeah. Um, the light caliber and medium caliber... On all that, that entire ship for less than a hundred, less than ninety points. That's a great ship. Honestly, <laughs> I'd be taking three of these. So I will say this: as a Shaltari player, I do not have a single light cruiser built for None my Shaltari. Worth it though, because this, in my opinion, this is like one of the best light cruisers in the game. Period. I think the other one that's really great is a. Uh, a UCM one. There's a couple of decent Scourge ones, too. Yeah, but th this right here, I mean, it's got speed. It has a decent scan. I mean, it's got PHR armor, which, you know, PHR armor is the best in the game. It's got some really yep. decent weapons. Um, if I see a PHR list 
without this ship, I'm going to question it a little bit. Unless there's been like some some full on like scorched earth bombardment, you know, list where you know they they can go hell. <laughs> you know what you were saying earlier about um, uh, the Francis. You're not really sure if it's worth it just for the shots. Mm-hmm. Um, I see no reason to build one when you've got this. You're absolutely right too. Um, you just can because... take three of these, and you get the same amount of shots plus the mediums if you go weapons free. Right. I would take this every day. Like I would argue that this is a must take, alongside the other suggestions that we've already suggested. You wouldn't want any more than three, but you definitely want at least two. But I would prefer three in the list. Uh, I, I'd say do the, the the full group limit on this guy, and, and that would be my preference. It depends on what else you want in the list, though. If you weren't, if you were struggling to keep it under whatever your limit was, then maybe you could go down to the two. But I'd be pushing to get to the three if you can. Yeah. Because that's 267 in terms of points between the three. It's, just, it's, a, it's a bargain. Because, yeah, that's yeah. what, 16 or 18 plus <laughs> 20, 27 shots for the light calibers if you're going weapons free between all three yep. on, on one side. And then the, P, the PHR have some really, really good options. I mean, they've always had some really good options. The hard thing with the PHR is that you have to think so far ahead. But after a few games, your friends should be having some serious trouble. If you're someone that struggled with the maneuver side of things, the the fact that your ships are so well equipped is going to start causing them problems. How much problems they have depends on how well you move them. A game tip that I will provide is I find that I have to bring my ships on at a slight angle. That way I can still get some of my broadsides up the then turns two, three, or four. When I'm near the middle of the board, I go straight on, turn it yep. dead, dead straight on. That way I can, by then I'm in the middle of the battlefield. So, and sometimes turns one and two, I'll go silent running because most of the time yep. I'm not going to be shooting much. And I don't want Shaltari players or, or Scourge players to ping me um, with some of their burn through options and their speed of their the Scourge weapons and ships. Yeah. And the, and the range of the Shaltari. The range of the Shaltari, exactly. That I'll go silent running for a turn or two with my PHR. Um, until I'm, I'm ready to, to go full on broadside. Yep. So, that's Game Talk for this week, or this fortnight. Uh, upcoming events. You, you almost right. sold it, bro. You almost sold it. Almost it. <laughs> All right. A right. couple of things. Why am I echoing? You sound fine to me. No, I hear no. the echo. I think it's on your side, George. Nope, it's gone. Okay. Anyways. Um, okay, so Conquest Games Tournament is coming up in April of next year, 15th to the 17th. We've covered this a couple of times already. Um, if you want to get along to that, then you can go to conquest.as for Sam and for Nelly.au. Um, it's a fairly decent-sized tournament. Definitely worth having a look at if you're going to be in Melbourne. It's in Coburg specifically. There's also the Broadside 2. It's an official Armada tournament. And when I say official, I mean literally it's being run by Mantic. Yeah, sorry. Wrong Armada, socks. Uh, it's a four-round tournament. All players will receive a mystery gift because it's being run by Mantic. Of course you do. There is a fleet painting competition. Uh, it's based at Mantic Games in Nottingham, the UK. £10 registration. It ha- takes place on the 5th of March 2022. I don't know why I wrote 2021 there. And you can buy tickets for the event at manticgames.com. Like I said, it's literally a Mantic tournament. Uh, there is a Drop Fleet Commander tournament coming up. 
this is being run from Urbana, Illinois. For some reason, I did not write down what date it was, which I'm going to look up in a minute. 999 point tournament. Oh, sorry, the four, four rounds for the previous one. I don't know if I said that. Uh, you are allowed in the drop fleet. It's four battle groups. Sorry, battle groups maximum, which is fairly it's normal so for that size. JP says it's uh, that's why. That's why. Okay, so this is the one that um, JP pointed out. It's a three-round tournament. It's fifteen dollars. Uh, if you want to go to this and you're not going, it's too late. <laughs> I should have deleted that. That's my fault. Uh, you can probably you probably have enough time to turn up and see who wins. And if you do, tell them that Jason the Bruce is jealous that he's not there. Me too. I guess. Uh, I know. Ready Illinois. to BCB? What was that? Was Sorry, just, George. I just left Illinois. I was going to say, I don't know, it's, it's Illinois. I, I, I've been there recently. <laughs> Me too. It's moist. All right. Ready to BCB is a tournament happening in Victoria, Australia. This one is hosted through Facebook if you want to do a search for it. B for Bob, C for Cat, B for Bob. It's a Wayne Day tournament. It's a three-day casual infinity tournament. It's probably important to tell them what game it is, Bruce. Uh, it's on the 11th of December at 9 a.m. in the morning. Has it been a while since you played in person? Have you barely played the 4th edition at all? No worries. Come down, meet some new players and old friends, roll some dice, and brush those cobwebs off. That's literally their little spiel for the thing. Uh, it's a $20 entry you've got to pay via PayPal. It's based at the House of War in, in Ringwood. And finally, at OrcaCon on the 8th of January at 12 o'clock, there is a Moonstone Tournament. This is an event that takes place in Bellevue, Washington. I assume WA is Washington. Um, some experience is helpful, but not necessary. So this is a tournament that is specifically trying to attract more people to the game, to the point where, on the website, it even states that if you don't own any minis, the person running it might be able to help you out. If you are someone that takes advantage of that, treat other people's minis properly. Don't be that guy or girl. Um... And if you accidentally drop something and break something, apologise forever. Um, if you would like to head along to that, it's orcacon2022.sched.com. I'm going to throw it in the show notes for all of these. Um, so you'll be able to get the information there. Thank you to those that support us. If you are in a position to do so, please consider sponsoring us on patreon.com slash getting tabled. It's $2 a month. You get early access to almost everything that we do. Uh, there's a whole slew of videos that I've uploaded over the last couple of days that's currently there that will not be live until much later in the week, even some of them next week. Um, we've got a couple of people that support us. Uh, we'd very much appreciate as much help as we can get. You can find us on YouTube, youtube.com slash getting tabled. Please join us, subscribe to us. We really want to get past that 1,000 marker before our next birthday. Um, please support us on there if you can. If you want to follow us on social media, it's facebook.com slash getting tabled. You can email us, getting tabled at gmail.com, Twitter at getting tabled, and Instagram is at getting tabled. Everything can be found on our website, which is gettingtabled.weebly.com. Hey, George, do the thing. That's all we're asking for. Um, Thank you to those that continue to support us in any way that they can. Wrong thing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For listening to Getting Tabled. Music used in this podcast was created by Eric Mataris at soundimage.org.